Hello heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, I apologize for the delay in the episode this week. Sometimes family stuff just takes up a little bit more time than you expect. That said, we have a very exciting episode of Arcana Arms for you, and I am not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get to the show. One last thing here. This isn't part of normal character creation, but it is sort of uh, necessary for our scenario here. What is one incredibly personal item you have brought on this train to San Francisco? Something that if you get to San Francisco without, you would not be able to do what you're trying to do there. So it has to be a a literal item. It can't be like metaphorical, like something someone could take from you like in a physical sense would be better. If you want to have someone somehow take the metaphorical item, I'll see what I can do for you. (laughs) Oh, has anyone seen my dignity? It was here. It was just here. (laughs) It happens all the damn time. (laughs) My dignity. Oh my gosh. See, the joke's on you. If you just don't have dignity to start out with, no one can take it. This is why, this is it. You learn to live without. Um, (laughs) I gotta think about this. Oh, I know. Um, I have a blank check from um, my mentor from um, Amalia Babalion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, I need help with mine. I, f- I figured out that Credence is going to, to San Francisco to con somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they have an item that is crucial to the con to establishing an identity with their mark maybe a uh, will or some kind of deed to some land you're trying to sell someone that it's a fake one it's a fake one but without but without it you cannot get this con because you were told like i'm gonna bring you the deed you can pay me there as soon as you have really nice you'll own it i love that i love it i'd love it if it yeah like a forgery kit or like i love it if it were something that like it's like a it's like a very noticeable fake of like a a specific oh i think it's i think it's I think it's not a will. I think it's like a fake painting. I think it's like a portrait that somebody that an art dealer wants to wants to buy, and we forged it, and are for some reason like going to San Francisco after we forged it and not before, which probably would have been more economical. <laughs> <laughs> for my character, it, it's it's going to be more of an emotional uh, item, I think, like that, that's really important. Uh, so for him, it's going to be his $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. $10 million, $10 million cash. <laughs> so remember, the United States doesn't exist. Currency is $10 million <laughs> gold bonds. Okay. <laughs> That'd be so heavy to carry around. It's going to be so Gold heavy. bonds. It re- oh. This is a representative currency of <laughs> actual gold that exists somewhere else on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where we chain down all our gold <laughs> to keep it away from people who would try to take it from us and redistribute it. What decade are we in again? And, uh, so, you because you invented tech bros uh, in this decade. <laughs> so we are in like the eighteen eighties. Yeah. This is this is yeah. The blockchain is a chain that's attached to gold and tied to a heavy concrete block, so it's really hard to move. Oh, the stripes definitely got invested in blockchains back in the <laughs> 1700s. We're at old money, honey. 
the, the darlings got invested late. Um, <laughs> I think Dina has an invitation to a gala where Ooh. she's supposed to meet Dr. Smithsonian. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Of the Michigan Smithsonian's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the museum magnates. Oh, God. The museum magnates. <laughs> the museum tycoons. Each now independent state commissions this one family to build them their museums. They've, yes. they've, so they've well vertically fun. and horizontally integrated. My gosh, they've got docents. They're so posh. Well, who are you going to buy your museum from? The fields? Absolutely not. <laughs> what a racket. So stupid, I love it. Every time. Of contemporaries? No. <laughs> All right, then. Um, I think we're good to get started here. Uh, does anyone need me to go over anything before we do? I'm ready to dive in. Let's go, then. Uh, so we don't begin with our players. We actually begin as a salty old man steps through the swinging doors of a saloon. The air is thick with cigarette smoke and piano music. He sits next to someone. We don't see their face. All we see is the hat they are wearing and the duster jacket from the trail that they have weathered. He speaks in a very, you know, croaky voice and offers a tall tale in exchange for a drink. Now, I bet you never heard about them wandering strangers who rode in from the east, pulled on by fate and their own devices, having met on an iron horse. Bet you never heard more still about the great power they commanded and the cold steel they carried. Sure, you know about the Arcana Arms, but have you ever seen one? I doubt it. And how they tried to use and lay down low the notorious Morgan Red and his bound of outlaws. It's a tale of daring, cunning, longing, and life. Tell you what there, partner. You wet my whistle with a tall glass of whiskey, and I'll tell you a tale you'll soon not forget. And the scene fades as the old man begins his tale. We cut to a train going westward to San Francisco. It's actually the Pony Express train. The Pony Express now being the only mail service since the United States never had the chance to form a postal service. Now has a train that runs through essentially all the various independent states of the United States that was. And they're writing. We cut to thingamajig. What does Thingamajig look like as he's sitting on this train? Uh, Thingamajig has two monocles. I think that's the big thing that stands out to him. Uh, glasses are definitely not fashionable. No bifocals, but definitely two monocles. He's got a very fine curly mustache. Uh, he's wearing a pinstripe suit. There is like a gold watch chain that, that he's got hanging notably. But, but the biggest thing that's easy to notice about him is the big leather briefcase that is manacled to his hand. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's sitting, uh, reading a newspaper and, uh, tapping a, a swagger stick, uh, sort of unconsciously on the window next to him as, uh, he's reading away. We cut from the newspaper, we peer over it to the seat of Molasses Stripes. What is Molasses doing on the train? Molasses is, uh, she has no purse, but she has needlepoint. And she's uh, creating an image that says, get money at all costs. 
but it's beautiful. It's ornate with flowers. Mm-hmm. It's really, really beautiful work, but really heavy in the message. And what do they look like? Um, they look like um, a, a young woman with kind of a uh, slick, kind of like conch sort of hairstyle. She wears uh, tailored pants with like a more feminine frilly top um, with uh, like stylish work boots. And uh, she always knows what time it is. Just as a thing, doesn't matter. As a thing. Right. Uh, so we see the needle go into your needle point and come back out. And as it goes out, the camera follows it to the seat of Creedon Soonsayer. What is Credence doing and what do they look like? He's got the portrait kind of uh, on his on his lap like this so that the edge is on his knee and his knee is bouncing nervously until he realizes that he might damage the portrait. Then he kind of shifts it. He is a like young black man with kind of these uh, short like mutton chops in his beard and a mustache and a bowler cap that looks like it has seen better days and like ditto for like uh vest and other things like this would be like a gambler's finery except uh maybe he hasn't won very much money in a while uh you would think looking at him hasn't been laundered in quite some time no no but that doesn't seem to to change his the the kind of swagger that he holds himself with he still thinks he looks like a million bucks so as the train rattles and shakes, uh, the painting slips a little bit from your hands and you reach down <laughs> in the aisle to like catch it to make sure it doesn't fall. And as you catch it, the camera pans back up and we see Dina Darling. What does Dina look like? Well, you'll smell Dina before you see her because she's like covered in, in like a two inches of perfume. <laughs> Just decked in perfume. She's yes. all frills and ostrich feathers. Um... She's got, like, braids that are twisted into this extremely high updo, which is crowned by a conspicuously large hat. And right now she's, like, sort of leaning over, chatting up one of the, uh, train, train boys? I don't know. ticket takers. Yeah, yeah, she's chatting up a ticket taker. In this universe, Max, they are called train boys. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. I'll add that to my lore bible for this world. Big, big strapping train boys. I'll punch your ticket. We stand a train boy. San Francisco and and about trains and just very interested in everything they have to say, but always like kind of looking out of the corner of her eye at like who else is on this train and what do they got? So we cut, we see her eyes move and she moves to what seems to be a kind of dirty man sitting in one of the, you know, um, seats. He is also seems to be looking around at everyone. Specifically, he's looking around at two other people who also look like they haven't bathed in quite some time and suddenly a whistle is blown and they all stand up pour a bandana over their face and pull out their guns oh <laughs> the train is being robbed these outlaws and thugs all wear a red bandana around their mouth as they move through the cars they demand all your valuables now while you are the wielder of the arcana arms you are still all well aware that a bullet will put you down just as much as it would any person so you comply, you give them what's on you, because you know that even if you were to draw, you'd most likely be gunned down, considering that it looks like more of these people are piling into the car as we speak. All right, we'll make this quick. I'm Morgan Red. This here's a robbery. As long as you all comply, no one gets hurt. Obson, he turns to the man next to him. A tall, lanky man, must be around 6'5". 
just just tall, lanky, and has a horrible acrid smell to him, like sulfur and gunpowder, which might be due to the dynamite he has strapped to his chest. Oh. Opson, you go get the mail, bring it out to the horses. The rest of you, grab what's left that's valuable, meet us out there. As they make their way out, Morgan pauses for one moment. He's a very classically handsome man. He doesn't cover his face. Uh, full beard, just dark brown hair, very weathered eyes. And he turns to look at one of his outlaws who is being a bit rougher than he probably should to a particularly old lady on the train. Without a word, he pulls out his iron. He pulls out the devil and puts a hole directly through that man's head. Now, I told you gentlemen before I came in that there's to be no roughhousing with these people if they comply. That ain't no way to treat these people. Ain't how we do Oh, and I suppose you're going to be paying our bills for post-traumatic stress then. (laughs) If you can find my address, I'll pay your bill. I'm going to keep you to that. (laughs) He tips his hat to you as he makes his way out of the car. The rest of the gang, a little bit fearful, based on the fact that one of their own just got a bullet to the head with very little fanfare. But they begin to thin out as well, and you all realize that as they're not paying attention to you, you can make your move now to maybe stop this robbery if you're so inclined, or to let them continue on their way and finish with what they're doing on the train. Uh, Quick question. Mm -hmm. Is this train currently moving? Yes. uh, Basically, what they're doing is a very... You know, movie-style train robbery where the horses. There's one person who stayed with the horses who's like leading them all right next to the train. Gotcha. Uh, so yes, they plan on jumping this moving train onto their horses with the loot they have gathered. Can I see that person? Oh, uh, yeah, you can see them through the window. Okay, I'm not a good enough shot, nor am I bloodthirsty enough to the, just shoot that person. Um, but I do make a note of that. Okay, Uh, you'll notice that they are heading uh, east. Uh, So they're heading a little bit the opposite direction of the train, not super far. It looks like they're going a bit more northeast than true east. So it looks like uh, they might be heading out of here once uh, the loot has been gathered. So they're not they're not running alongside the train. They're they're guiding the, the, the horses some other direction. Right. They're guiding the horses some other direction. There are some horses that are staying behind because some of the horses had the loot just thrown on them and he's just taking them away so that way the loot gets out. Gotcha. That way no one can really stop him from doing that part of this robbery. Mm-hmm. Is our loot on that? Our, is our yes. loot on those horses? Yes. <laughs> so they're, so they've, they've, they've absconded with the, the painting and with the $10 million. The $10 million. <laughs> Critically, $10 million worth of gold bonds on the blockchain. <laughs> on the blockchain, yeah. Of course, as everyone knows, the blockchain. But yes, they have absconded with at least your belongings, though it looks like they're still loading up more horses and are slowly making their way off. Uh, you already see Morgan and Opson riding off into the distance. Ooh, if I can get a hold of one of those horses, I want to ride after them. Uh, all right, well, there are still people in this train car with you who are with Morgan Red's gang, uh, so mm-hmm. you will have to deal with them to get to the horses anybody's dance card uh, full at the moment? Let's go whoop some ass. <laughs> I put down my needle point and I, I look to the nearest um, thug and I crack him in the kneecap. Whatever yeah. I can do. 
Yes. All right, then. Uh, so it sounds like we're at least <laughs> kind of entering combat here. Uh, so the way combat works is um, it's a sort of you go, I go situation. Uh, so basically, we first determine the number of actors in the scene. So in this case, there are currently uh, four, it looks like, lower kind of members of the gang and two kind of heavier hitters. So there's six of them right now. Uh, which, how many of you would like to act in this combat? I assume all, but I will ask the question. You might leave them to die. I won't put I will definitely, I'm, a, I'm definitely joining in. Definitely yeah. going to join, yeah. yeah. All right, so it starts off with a crack to the knee. Um, so I won't have you even roll it. Um, you get this guy by surprise. He wasn't expecting you after you got your stuff stolen to even put up resistance at this point because you already lost your stuff. Why would you care? But he goes down like a ton of bricks, just screaming bloody murder about his knee. And we enter combat. Uh, so it looks like there are currently going to be five actors against you and then the U4. Uh, so because there are, you have less people acting on your side of things, you get to decide which one of you goes first. It then passes to the enemy, back to you, back and forth until the round is completed. So which one of you would like to go first? Well, I think if I saw that and there are some thugs near me, I would pretend to faint in the <laughs> aisle and, like, trip them. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, uh, in this case, trying to think how best to do that. So I think this would be a skill. I think this is going to be, let's say, well... It describes me how you're fainting. Are you very obviously fainting or you're trying to be subtle about it? Oh, it's very, there's a lot of like heavy breathing and like I put my hand up over my, my forehead and I like fall backwards and like maybe into one of these guys' arms just like to kind of impede their, their movement a little bit. It's very beautiful and graceful. <laughs> uh, we'll mm -hmm. say this is a skullduggery reaction then. Um, <laughs> based on the okay. description, it sounds like you're almost playing on their, you know, gentlemanly nature not that they <laughs> yeah. have one well uh so we will say that is going to be cups unless you feel there's a better one that might describe what you're doing no that's fine all right so um, uh what you would do in this case is take the personal yeah. deck you made and pull a okay. card from it and tell me the total of the result um and i add my cups to it you add your cups and your skill for skullduggery okay I pulled the five of coins, mm -hmm. and I add three, so eight. Ooh, not going to do it. It turns out okay. bandits don't particularly care about fainting women, because they're busy robbing a train. Scoundrels! Okay. Okay. Hit the ground fairly hard, and it's their turn to act, and seeing as how, you know, molasses just kneecapped one of these guys... They're going to try and shoot molasses. Oh, no. I so tried. let me... So the first one, one of the bigger guys, is going to quickly, like, turn his iron through you and just pull off a shot. Not really aiming yet. Hasn't had time to really think about it too much. Come at me. And he gets the Six of Swords. So since we are all in the same train car, I'm going to say this is a uh, very close-knit fight. Uh, so that means the DC to hit anyone in combat is going to be a 12. However, he doesn't get a 12, so the shot, because he didn't take that time to aim, just whizzes past your shoulder and hits the seat next to you, and just, it's embedded in the seat. He's like, stop that now! 
well, you shouldn't have taken my things. I was doing a needlepoint, minding my own business. And we, these people that I just met, you've Bang, ruined our lovely train ride. Your head. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and it is now your guys' turn again. I, I, I've got a play that I'd like to make. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, attention to all the ruffians in the train car. I am willing to double your wages if you betray your comrades. The first one to do it gets the money. Everyone else, uh, you know, you're you're out of luck because I'm assuming the, the cleverest man will be the one who puts a bullet in your head. All right. Uh, this sounds like a negotiate check. This so, is a bribery for sure. Oh, bribery. Uh, Sorry, you're right. Bribery. Uh, so bribery and are you just playing on their greedy nature? Uh, uh yes. Case, I think well, I've just I've yes. observed the fact I've observed the fact that they are are really the lowest kind of low as they've ignored a falling woman. So yes. you know, th- they have no scruples. I'm, I'm playing on that observation of their behavior. All right. Uh, in that case, I think once again, coins is probably the best one to pull here. So if you want to do uh, bribery plus coins and tell me what you pull, I'll let you know what happens. All right. So and I'm just I'm pulling from my personal deck, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And when you pull from your personal deck, you just discard. You don't you don't shuffle it in or anything. No, the only time it gets reshuffled is once you go through all the cards of your deck, or if you you know draw your Arcana arm, you can re- then you reshuffle everything back in. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, that is gonna be a thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Yeah, thirteen nice. is enough to convince one of these guys like. Oh shit! If you're paying me for it, and he just turns and like blasts one of the other guys in the back of the head, it is that's a smart man. So yes, um, that would be one of their turns knocked out. Uh, so you now still have let's see, you knocked out two mooks, so you have two mooks remaining as well as the two big heavy hitters. Uh, since that guy used his turn to blow the brains out of uh his compatriot, uh, I'll say it's your go again. I'd like to like use stealth somehow to just kind of like I got, I've observed that they're they definitely have somebody with a gun who is using it that they have to deal with so they're probably not looking at me I want to hide and get into an advantageous position somehow so there are a couple things in the environment I think you could really use to do that um so there's actually there's a couple loose steamer trunks that the robbers are currently kind of going through they haven't gotten to all of them yet there's also an overhead baggage compartment that you notice is a little bit loose. You might be able to maybe unscrew stealthily one of the nuggets holding it in place to cause it to fall. And of course, there are always the other passengers on the train. Some of them are panicking like in the aisles as they're being robbed that you might be able to use as cover as well. I'll, I'll use the panicking. I'll like crouch down and start like moving down low like while other people are running past me and try to get like somewhere where they wouldn't expect me to pop up. Um, sure. Um, so you're trying to just avoid being detected here, correct? Yeah. All right. Uh, in that case, if you want to do stealth plus wands, I think that'd be a good representation of what you're trying to do. Okay. So aces are ones? Aces are ones. Lovely. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think I did it. I got a seven. Seven's not going to be enough. The bandits, while they are somewhat distracted by the new like chaos that has erupted around them, one of the bigger guys sees you moving and he is now going to take a shot at you. No, no. Because it is now their turn. He can try.
gets. That is a seven plus three is ten. That is not enough. He also misses you. Uh, he <laughs> does. You do because of your actions cause one of these passengers to get hit by the stray bullet in the leg. No. Not fatal, but your actions have now caused someone to get hurt who might not have been hurt if you had done something else. Hey, that's 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 on the guy who pulled the trigger. I think <laughs> Credence thinks that's. I didn't pull the trigger on the gun. They just they saw a man hiding and they said, <laughs> "Yeah, that person needs to get shot in the butt." And then they and then they missed. So it's really their fault for not putting in more work and diligence in the practice range. That's hey man, I busted ace. a guy's kneecap. You, you know, you'll get no shame from me. All right, uh, <laughs> but that is all the actors in the first round of combat. So we go back to the top of the order. Uh, actors are now even. So I am just going to quickly flip a coin here. All right, uh, you guys go first again. So who would like to act in the first of this uh, new round of combat? Uh, I'm just saying I'd love to turn around and shoot the guy who uh, tried to shoot me. Uh, so this is actually the first time we're seeing your Arcana arm. So what does it look like? Because it does take the form suited most to the wielder. Oh, it is like Ooh. a... Um, can it be like sort of weirdly supernatural? Uh, it can be. It still looks like a gun, but it can be yeah. any kind of gun. It could be a rifle, a pistol, shotgun. As long as it existed within this time period, you can essentially do it. So obviously you're not busting out a machine gun, but, you know, it can be a little bit intricate. It's, uh, it's Samus's st- arm cannon. And, yes. Uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's so a gorgeous... Exist here if you want to pull out a cannon. Uh, just, a full, just a full cannon from my pocket. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a... It's it's supernatural in like the materials that it is. Mm-hmm. It's like... It is like ink black. Um, ferrofluid, basically. Um, it's got like an ivory handle. The handle seems normal, but like the, the every part of it that actually like goes looks like glisteningly just like glistens in the in like the overhead light or whatever so it's very obviously like something's up with this gun or it's just black and very well polished now is it almost like the fluid is encased in like a glass container that's holding it in its shape more like if you touched it you'd be like oh the gun feels wet which now that i say that is super creepy but i'm gonna go with it love it love this wet gun this wet gun. gun This wet gun right, uh, is uh, my, know. my, my cover band. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, I, I whip, I whip out my wet gun and I, I shoot. Actually, can I try to do slinging lead? Oh, you want to sling lead? Yes, you certainly can. So slinging lead is a special action that you can take. What it does, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure this isn't in the play desk document you got. We did test it out and discovered it. It's a bit too powerful not to give a penalty with each shot, so we have done that now. Uh, so you can make as many shots as you want, provided you keep hitting, and you can change the target between shots. Uh, so what you're going to do is essentially draw your first attack. Uh, it would be your card plus your accuracy, and you're trying to meet or beat a 12. Cool. So my accuracy is 7. And my first draw is a queen. Yeah, Queen will certainly hit. Are you aiming for the mook who just gunned down his friend um, that uh, Thingamajig convinced to do? Or are you gunning for one of the bigger guys? Who are you aiming for here with the first? No, shot? the the guy the guy that's turned on it the guy that has turned on his buddies is fine by me. Um, the guy that the guy that shot at me is the person that I'm going after. Right, uh, that's one of the bigger thugs. Um, so yeah, you definitely hit him. The bullet goes like cleanly through the shoulder. Uh, is the bullet also a weird? 
ferrofluid or is it just a normal bullet once it comes out of the? <laughs> it would be it would be oddly anticlimactic if the, if the if the creepy gun just shot like normal bullets. I think like they they're normal bullets and function, of course, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's like they're inky black wet bullets too. I guess I'm I'm going I'm going full in on this bizarre aesthetic that I've painted myself into. <laughs> so I think the bullet hits him and it doesn't like go through him what it instead does is like it bores into him and you see like the black ink spreading across where the bullet hit like it's almost like it's in his veins and it's like spreading this inky darkness throughout he's starting to just becomes he just becomes a venom from (laughs) (laughs) or one of those molded from like resident evil 7 couple things you can go with here but yeah he's still up yeah uh but i'm I'm slinging lead so i'm gonna go again all right so uh minus two penalty to this shot Cool. I do not connect. I draw. Uh, I draw three. So that is a eight only total. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, this bullet does go a little bit wide. Um, you do hit one of the windows, and the bullet just goes out there to do whatever this arrow <laughs> fluid bullet does to whatever it hits. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't cause some horrible eldritch abomination to spawn somewhere one day. <laughs> side quest. <laughs> New side quest. All right, uh, but that's your go. Uh, so the thug you just shot, um, who shot at you originally, is going to try and shoot at you again. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do do you need to know? Do you need to know my damage? Uh, yes, I do. What is your damage? My damage is five. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he's on his last legs, but he is still standing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, let's see what this guy draws to shoot back. Uh, he drew the ten of swords. Plus his yep. three to hit you. He's definitely shooting you. Uh, so this guy only does two damage. But you are now shot. So you do get to deal with that. I am now shot. Um, so that comes off of my stress or my health? No, it comes off your health. Stress was reworked a little bit. We'll get into more into that later. So it's coming off your health. The way it works now is um, this is sort of just a quick combat. So we didn't go fully into the rules. Uh, there hopefully will be a combat later where we will. Stress is now used to fuel actions. Uh, we discovered that originally when we were playing that by having stress be a second, essentially a secondary HP bar, combat sort of slogged a lot. Mm-hmm. So instead, uh, stress is used to essentially fuel your actions. Um, so in a normal combat, what you would do is you would get, you can spend your stress points to take quick actions or full action. Quick actions cost one point. Full actions cost two to a maximum of five stress for the for that round of for your turn of combat oh okay so i spent two Mm -hmm. to do that full action yep and as i said since this is more quick and dirty um we're just kind of going through it in a more cinematic way uh if we get into the bigger combat that is potential later we'll go into the more in-depth combat rules sweet cool but yeah that was that guy's turn he shot you uh who's going next on team the heroes (laughs) Could I just, as I'm like sort of passed out on the ground, could I use that cover, like my hat has fallen off, I'm in disarray, to uh, line up a shot and like shoot one of these uh, hefty, hefty boys? Sure. Um, So what you can do is there's an aim action uh, that gives you a plus two bonus to your next um, sling and lead or fire action. So what you can do is spend a stress to do that. And then you can spend a stress to take the fire action or the slinging lead or two to do slinging lead. Okay. So I spend one stress to aim. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just want to shoot him once in the crotch. Sure. And since you're kind of doing a bit of a tricky thing here, covering that you're aiming with your big ostenta- uh, 
I'm going to forget the word here, your big hat. Um, yeah. I'll give you actually, uh, you can draw two cards and take the higher for this. Oh, Ooh, nice. okay. cool. Um, and I add my accuracy? Mm-hmm. Your accuracy. Cool. That's a 16. That definitely hits. Uh, so were you aiming at the guy that uh, Credence already shot, or are you aiming at the other big guy? I want the fresh one. I want the fresh one to take this. All right, the fresh guy takes it. How much is your damage? Five. <laughs> Five? Yeah, once again, guy on his last legs. What does your gun look like, though? We didn't describe it yet. Yeah. Oh, it, so I, I, I have to pull it out of my thigh holster, um, and it is such a tiny gun. Just very, very small. Um, and it's like pearl and it's got strips of like rabbit fur kind of going down the back of it. And like in, inlaid in gold are the words, uh, pussyfoot right on the trigger Mm -hmm. Uh, on the, Mm -hmm. on like the the handle part. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And it makes like the loud, it's so small that it makes the loudest noise when it goes <laughs> off. It's like this high pitched bang. You have the noisy cricket for sitting Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm Will Smith. That's that's the thing. Yeah, where were you aiming on this guy? His his balls. I want to shoot him in the balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah his, they are blown clean off. Um, nice. He is, he is up. Very unhappy about the current situation, though. Because yeah, this was good. the other big guy who has yet to be touched. Uh, yeah. So there is the guy that James has convinced, one other sort of mook character, and the two big guys who are on their last legs. And so I've had those guys go. So the mook that James has convinced uh, to aid them in their efforts uh, is going to take a shot at one of the big guys now. See how he does. Yeah, go, go. Put that gentleman down. He doesn't... He. He was just grievously injured. You can't leave a man like that. That's uh, that's deeply unkind. You're just delegating in the middle of the hail of gunfire. <laughs> so unfortunately, the mook, not being right next to his target anymore, misses the shot. Uh, it just goes, you know, into the wall, and he's like, oh, sorry about that, boss. That's coming out of your pay. Oh, I'm not no. made of money for bullets. But, but the blockchain... I love that we have an intern. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I believe in allowing people to have second chances. If you take them out the next time, you might be able to earn it back. But I really need you to see some commitment. Otherwise, we're going to have to put you in for a training. Oh, not the training. Uh, but now it's your guys' turn. Who wants to go? Not the training. Uh, I'll take a, a shot. Sure. Molasses. Yes, I'll take a shot at um, the last goon. Um, and from my back, I unstrap a shotgun called the Bagel Maker. Yes. Whoa, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm cool. Um, I just <laughs> pull it off my back, cock it back, and say, yes. you you should have chose something else to do today. Just blam! Um, I'll pull a card. It's an eight of cups plus my three, so that's going to be eleven. Ooh, one less than what you needed. Sadly, unstrapped. Wait, wait, wait. Don't I have the bonus to something because my Knight of Wands thing? Don't I? It's an, I have some success that I can add to that. Uh, yes. What did you? What was you? How much did you succeed your last check by? Um, I never had that initial check because all I did was bust that guy in the kneecap, and you told me. Oh right. Uh, so in this case, unfortunately, you don't have the bonus because the Knight of Wands. You do need to do a check first. Um, so unfortunately, no bonus this time. 
but the next time you succeed a check, uh, write down how much more you succeeded the DC by, and that will be a bonus on your next check. Cool. So unfortunately, not this time, but uh, you know, yeah, good idea, good remembering of your card. But unfortunately, yeah, sadly, it's a bit unruly in this tiny train car to really get that shotgun in the right angle. Uh, so you just, you know, while it is a big spray of uh, pellets, or actually, what does your gun fire pellets? What does it fire? Oh, you know, uh, what is it? That, what do they say? Uh, the first shot is, oh gosh, my dad told me that's like the first shot is a warning one, mm -hmm. and then the second one is the actual spray. I forget what they're actually called. So I guess it was a warn. It was a warning shot. I could have shot you if I wanted to. But we're in the small quarters, and I've got this long gun. You're so lucky to be alive. So right, um, it's the bagel maker. What did you make a bagel out of? Like, what does have oh, a hole you, in it now? Oh. Right. <laughs> I assume that that's why it's called the bagel maker, right? Because it puts holes in things. Exactly. Um, I missed, but it hit a, a woman who was holding up toast, and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh no and she's like oh my gosh i can put an egg in the middle of this. <laughs> but it's already toasted i'm gonna be a millionaire i gave oh her a God. great idea you invented all right, uh, TikTok. all right so we have uh one more of the big goons going uh the one that was uh shot in the testicles is probably just going to point his gun straight down at our good friend dina here and pull the trigger <gasps> I'm a lady. <laughs> lady just shot a guy in the junk. He started it. I mean, that's true. What do you want? Uh, but he does miss, sadly, uh, the pain he is in. It's causing him to not be the most accurate, so he just shot at the ground. Uh, there is now a hole in the floor right next to your hat. Uh, didn't hit your hat, though, despite how big Thank it is. Thank God. <laughs> the hat is perfectly fine. But um, I believe that it is thingamajig is the last one who needs to go on the hero side. Yeah. Um, I, uh, hold my hands up and, uh, slowly approach, uh, the man who was recently, uh, lost his testicles. I say, hold on, hold on. I am an inventor and businessman. I happen to have here in my pocket, a liniment that can help a gentleman in your condition. If you, Agree to cease hostility. I will give you this liniment, and we can go our separate ways. She shot me in the balls, man. No. I, hey, and if you want to be the guy who was shot in the balls for the rest of your life, that's your prerogative. I'm offering you a liniment that's a way out of that predicament. All right. Um, I guess this is bribery again. Yeah, you can bribe me based on uh, coins again. All right. Um... Yeah, DC is going to be pretty high to convince him not to get revenge for this, but uh, we'll see. Can we help in any way? Uh, how would you help him in this case? I point down to I say I used to have testicles, and now <laughs> I use his liniment oils all the time, and I have been reborn. That's the opposite of the one that I intend to give you. Just point but that out. Works. I'm just saying results. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, so that is gonna be a. Uh, that's only a seven. Yeah, no, he's pretty dead set in getting revenge for what he's done, and he he he's pretty sure you're a snake oil salesman. That that he he's heard this pitch before about other maladies he has. <laughs> he's heard. This I'd, the be last time he got his I'd be curious. I'd be curious. 
<laughs> Listen, he had a foot blown off one time. He has a prosthetic leg now. Someone said rub an ointment on it, it will grow back. It never grew back. He knows the game. This poor man. This poor man has suffered a lot. But all right. Um, so that is that round of combat. They have all gone. You've all gone. Um, since this mook is now on your side, ostensibly, uh, you definitely have more actors than them. So they're going to go first. The man who was shot with the ferrofluid bullet is going to take his shot back at uh, Credence here. I hope he misses. Yeah, I'm at a third of my health. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, no I'm at two thirds of my health. I only have six health. Oh, no. Uh, but he, miss. Healing he only is draws easy. the four of coins. With his plus three, that is not enough to hit you. Um, so that is his turn. As he, as this ferrofluid begins to now almost solidify over his arm, it is very nasty to look at, but it is now your guys' go. You may also direct the mook to take an action if you wish. I, I do have a uh, question related to the Arcana Arms ability that I have here. Um, the ability of like adding failed values to later checks, do I have to spend anything on that? Or do I, should I just put this card off to the side to remind myself? Nope, that... just put it off to the side, leave it out of your discard, and when you want to use it, just let me know. And you cool. use it, and then it gets added to the discard later. It just and basically I can just means you keep are... doing that? Uh, no. So you essentially can't do that ability again until you use that card you have for the check. So, mm, gotcha, so you can't gotcha, have like okay. five cards in storage to be like, all right, well now I'm going to add this and then I'm going to add this and this. It's one at a time. <laughs> gotcha. One at a time. Okay, cool. Yeah. But oh yeah, it is definitely all your guys' turn. Uh, who would like to go? I'd like to finish off the guy who's, who's shooting at me, hopefully. Sure. I do have a question about, um, there's a full... There's a full action mm-hmm. that is oh I lost it but it's it 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 gives you back your your stress um, it's like take a breath how does that work now if you use stress to uh, there uh, take a breath doesn't require stress to use you can just do it and if you spend gotcha. a fate point you're essentially lowering it to a quick action uh, so while it doesn't take stress to do if you use it as a full action it's like you spent two stress so while you didn't do it it takes up that slot still. Got you. Okay, so what's the limit on, like, I can I can either do two quick actions or I can do a full action, right? Um, we actually switched up a little bit. Uh, you can either, you can essentially spend three stress during a turn, so you can do a full and a quick or three quicks. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to aim, does aim affect my entire turn or just the next shot? Uh, just the first shot you make, so if you're doing slinging lead, it would affect the first one in slinging lead, and then every shot after that would be done normally. Cool. I will aim, and then I will shoot this person in front of me. Sure. Okay, yeah. I have a 14 total. Yeah, you definitely hit this guy. Uh, describe how he goes down and what it looks like. He just shot at me and missed again, and I and his hand, his arm is like turning into like this weird ferrofluid thing and I just shoot again into like the deepest part of the ferrofluid and it kind of has been liquid this entire time but if you've ever seen what happens to ferrofluid when a magnet is near it it like spikes out and like gets like I don't know it it like it's it, it holds spikes for like a second and it's sure. unclear what that does but he certainly doesn't seem to love it and then he like flops over dead. So if if you don't mind me describing this a little bit, uh, so the second bullet, you know, looks a bit more solid than the first one. It's probably because it's one of it's the magnet to the ferrofluid. Oh. So it hits him, and while the spikes 
grow, they just pierce the side of his head. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And he goes down. Nasty. It's a strange Nasty. way. It's a strange way for bullets to work, considering you're already still shooting the man. But also, <laughs> yeah, this is also this is also science. weird and creepy. So I'm totally down <laughs> for it. And you sell paintings, right? That's your whole thing. <laughs> I'm a con artist. Yeah. Uh, with a with a gun. Um, we it's a, we're all people who also really like our gun. Um, so okay. I uh, I have one more action. I'll shoot the other the te- the testicle list man. Okay. Um, uh, minus two to this one because it's your second fire action. Cool. That's not gonna work. I get a uh, I get a nine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sadly, this ferrofluid bullet splats on the wall behind it. Uh, the wall begins to get covered in this substance, whatever it may be. Once again, turn into some weird eldritch abomination later. I I don't I've never stuck around in one place long enough to figure that out. I'm always moving, so <laughs> there are legends. Yeah, he of- just <laughs> the only time he would see that is after he shot people, and typically you don't want to spend a lot of time <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, I was like, I'm always like, I usually don't use this thing, and if I do, I'm probably on my way away from that area immediately. Mm-hmm. So I, I I could be causing a ridiculous amount of pollution. I haven't thought that much about it. I don't know if the concept of pollution has ever been taught to me in this universe. You know, probably doesn't exist. We are. I never. Good. I never grew up watching Captain Planet, so no I mean, one doesn't exist yet. How could I be expected to know anything about? Planet? <laughs> well, yeah, with sixteen eighty, ca- the Captain Planet uh, was developed much quicker in this setting. Yeah. Uh, there was just a, a a greater environmental consciousness. Thomas Paine a- wrote his Captain Planet essays <laughs> and sent them out to everyone. Commodore Paine is fueled by corn oil. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So the man who is still missing his testicles and refuses ointment, um, he is still hell-bent on his vengeance, despite the fact that he will probably die from his wounds soon. Uh, so he's once again going to shoot at dear old darling, and uh, he'll actually hit you this time. No! For three damage. Three? Ah! <laughs> well, they Dude. sure do things different around here. Uh, now, so you, now the, the the two inches of perfume doesn't slow the bullet down it like does, armor. It does, which is why this didn't kill her. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw this on MythBusters. You only need four feet of perfume to stop a bullet. Uh, <laughs> I'm four, so layers, mad. Layers is what you need. But yes, you have been shot for three damage. Awesome. Oh, uh, but it is now your guys' turn again. Mm, uh, is the what you said? There's four goons and two ba- big baddies. No, one of the big baddies is dropped. Uh, one of the two of the goons are dead. One is on your side, so there's now just a goon and one big bad who's missing his testicles. Um. Okay. So the big bad probably has more information. So I wanna, I wanna take my um <clears throat> my shotgun and kind of like press him up against a wall and say, "Where's the rendezvous point? Where's my shit?" Sure. Um, I think this would be an athletics check to pin him to the wall because he is, you know, a considerably large man. He is in pain, but uh, adrenaline pumping through due to a firefight. No, a bit null to it or numb to it at this point. So, yeah, athletics plus uh, swords in this case, I think, would be most appropriate since this is just raw physique pinning a man up to the wall. So pulling a card, adding swords or just swords? No, you're pulling a card, adding swords and athletics. 
Okay. Bitchin'. Seven. No. Fuck. Is that plus your swords and athletics? Uh, yeah. Ah. No, uh, <laughs> you attempt to do this, and he just, like, shoves you back. Um, so, you know, you're not in a worse position than you were, but he is certainly not, you know, pinned up and ready to spill the beans on what's going on here. He doesn't have beans to spill! <laughs> the beans are gone. <laughs> Testicleless man is gone, so that leaves one mook who is not yet joined team get bribed for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he will... He'll take a shot at uh, Molasses. These guys do not have as big a bonus to hit as the big guys, so we'll see what happens. Come get me. But he drew the Hermit. Uh, so that means he gets a 15 on his pole. What? All made her wow. over 15. Oh, wow. So you are certainly hit. Uh, you're only hit for two damage. So okay. Oh, okay. That's yeah, good. these are mooks. They don't do a lot. So you get grazed in the shoulder. Uh, it certainly stings. It certainly hurts. But, you know, not a life-threatening injury. I'm going to have to go to a tailor, you rude person. Ugh. But it is player turn again. Nobody's shot at the mook that Thingamajig has, like, turned to our side. No. Uh, okay. Mostly because they're less concerned about the mook than they are the people who might actually hit them. Fair. The big guy knows who he works with in the gang. He knows this mook is unreliable to an extreme, which is why he was easily <laughs> bribed. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Mistreated Blues by Mississippi Lightning. Theme Park Train by Mountain Dreamers. And Rough Rider by Wastelander. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with the third episode of Arcana Arms next week. As usual, we close One Shot with a call to action, and heroes, I am going to once again exhort you to use fivecalls.org, or just look up the numbers for your local and state representatives and call about issues that are concerning to you. There are many bills across the entire United States that are affecting many people in many legislatures, and it is very important for your local and state and, and federal government representatives to hear from you. So please take some time, make some calls, and make a difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. 
Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com.